He's a well-respected high school football scout, known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. They bring you the transparent truth. The world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The transparent truth. Tr- 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 <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening to the transparent truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. Intercam Studios in the middle of February. Master Learning Wilshire, baby. I'm in the building. Great to be on air. Great to be recording live here on a Tuesday. Know you're going to hear this on a Wednesday. Got a nice show for you today. Uh, it's going to be a little quick. I think it's going to be a lot of information. A lot of, a lot of good dialogue kind of coming from me. I think I got a lot to say today. Uh, we're going to get to some recruiting news very soon. We got our sleeper of the week from the L.A. City section. And then uh, we got some hot takes. Hot takes, talking a little bit about the uh, Mel Tucker coaching move. Uh, talking about the NBA All-Star game and its new rules. And then how about the inner city high school and grassroots coaches moving on to the college level? We'll talk a little bit about that. So um, that's my show for today. I'm excited to get this baby going. Without further ado, let's get into recruiting. The Transparent Truth Recruiting Report. All right, our recruiting news for the day, or my recruiting news for the day, uh, San Diego Morse running back Byron Caldwell got an LSU offer uh, earlier this morning, and they got Tennessee just the other day. So the SEC East and the SEC West tapping in with San Diego's best running back, and probably the best running back in the state of California. We're talking about Byron Caldwell from Morse High School. He was the MVP of the Under Armour All-American camp. Just a week ago in Mission Viejo, kid's a big-time player, and uh, colleges are starting to recognize. Moving along, Loyola defensive back Sierra Wright got a Yale offer, and normally I don't report Yale offers, but Sierra is such a great kid, uh, such a humble spirit, and a Yale offer definitely indicates he's an outstanding student. So congratulations to Sierra over there at Loyola High School. He's doing big, big things on and off the football field. How about Terrebonne, Louisiana, defensive tackle, the number one defensive tackle in the country, none other than Mr. Mason Wright. He dropped his top 10 schools, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Texas A&M, Miami, Mississippi State, Florida, Texas, Vandy, Virginia, and he just got a USC offer. So I don't know if USC is going to get into his top 10, but that is the top 10 for the nation's number one defensive tackle in 2021. Moving along right here in Southern California, Miller Moss, the quarterback at Bishop Alamany, receives a Tennessee offer. Of course, his head coach and offensive coordinator, the Clawson brothers, both went to Tennessee, quarterbacks at Tennessee, and now their quarterback from Alamany, Mr. Miller Moss, great name Miller, gets the Tennessee offer. We'll see. If that shakes things up in his recruiting, um, recruiting, recruiting thoughts. Uh, moving along, we got Makai Cope out of Culver City High School, the wide receiver. Got a big Arizona offer. Coach Meat down there in Arizona likes Makai a lot, and uh, they felt so good about him. They offered him a scholarship. We'll see how that matriculates. We go Kevin Green out of Bishop Alamein with a UNLV offer. Congratulations to Kevin. And how about this? A couple of coaching moves. Um, that de- directly def- reflect or affect Southern California. None other than, how about Michael Fletcher? We're talking about Paramount High School graduate, four-year starter at University of Oregon, Paramount High School defensive coordinator, Nike opening, you know, player personnel director. Michael Fletcher take resigns from the opening 
takes a job at Arizona State as a defensive analyst, works side-by-side with co-defensive coordinators Marvin Lewis, Antonio Pierce, Michael Fletcher making a big move to the college level. I think it's a great fit for Fletch. I know he and AP played high school ball together at Paramount. And uh and Fletcher is a is a great guy. Um he's a he's a he's a people's person. Um he's gonna be good at recruiting. Um he's a football mind, he's a hard worker, and he's just always been an upstanding guy for me. I've never had any issue with him. He's always been very uh respectable, very cordial, uh, very open and honest with me in our dealings and engagements. So congratulations to Fletch. Move on. Go do work at ASU, and uh, good luck to you, um, to Michael Fletcher. And then how about this here? Coach Rod Chance gets hired by the University of Oregon from Minnesota as a defensive backs coach. Coach Chance, uh, a good friend of mine, know him well. He's from the state of Florida, went to St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, he's been, he was a defensive coordinator there at Southern Utah a few years ago was hired away from Southern Utah at Oregon as a defensive analyst. Took the job at Minnesota a year later as a DB coach. Um, Had two all-conference DBs at Minnesota. Did a great job coaching there. Had a great season, won 11 games at Minnesota. Comes back to Oregon as a defensive backs coach and has a loaded DB room. Diamador Lenore, Thomas Graham, Michael Wright, just to name a few. They got more guys in that room that can play. But Coach Rod Chance, back in Eugene to lead the Ducks defensive back rooms. A great hire by head coach Mario Cristobal. Coach Chance is a fantastic coach. Not only is he a defensive back technician, he's got a ton of experience running a defense. Very, very smart, very bright, creative and innovative on the defensive side of the ball. Understands young people, understands how to communicate. Just saw him online on Twitter, tapping in with five-star defense back Dante Maddie Manning out of, uh, out, of, out of Missouri. Just kind of securing that five-star. And Coach Rod Chance doing a nice job. So great job by Oregon and Coach Cristobal bringing in one of the top defensive back coaches in the country. And uh, congratulations to Coach Chance for getting back in Eugene. And I know he's going to turn it up real nicely up in Eugene, Oregon for the Ducks. That's what's up, Coach Chance. So uh, that does it for my recruiting news. Congratulations to the coaches making moves, you know, further in their journey. And, and you know, they have visions, too. And the congratulations to the players on these offers and, you know, top tens and whatever the case may be. Recruiting, man, never sleeps, never ends. Let's move along. It's time to get to our Sleeper of the Week. It's time for our Sit and Sleep Sleeper of the Week. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. 
All right, my sleeper of the week this week comes from, and I like to highlight the L.A. City section as much as I can on my show. I know they don't get a ton of recruiting love, but I want to spot shadow Reseda High School, outside linebacker, defensive end, Ayo Olabode. 6'3", 215-pound from Reseda High School. Really like this kid. He's long, he's lean, he's athletic and explosive off the edge. Understands how to rush the passer. He's got a great motor to the football. And uh, he's, he's physical on contact. You know, physical on contact. He's got a great frame to add 20 pounds without losing any speed or quickness. I think this guy be 235 before you know it. And at six foot three, he's got a great build, an NFL type build. I think he's going to be a big time player, Pac 12 player for sure. For me, we'll see if the coaches um, agree. Ayo Olabode, 6'3, 215, of High School, LA City section. Stand up. Let's move along. We got my hot takes today. Hot takes. Again, it's a short show. Hot takes. We're talking Mel Tucker. Um, we're talking the NBA All-Star Game. And how about the hiring of inner city kind of high school and grassroots coaches to the college level? Talk a little bit about that. So, uh, Mel Tucker, right? Mel Tucker. Mel, I don't know Mel personally, but I know he was a defensive coordinator at Georgia. Did a marvelous job there. Got the head job at the University of Colorado. Uh, you know, had a very solid year in his first year, recruiting momentum for sure, signed guys like Jason Harris, four-star out of Arizona, um, Montana, Luminous Craig out of Inglewood, a three-star receiver, um, you know, Brendan Rice out of Arizona, four-star receiver. So recruiting momentum there in Colorado, coming off of a solid year, things were pointed up. And he was committed to the program. He was building something to last in Boulder. But... Michigan State comes calling. His family is from that area. Michigan State's come calling. Um, you know, they, 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 they try to poach him away, and he declines. Coach Tucker declines. He says, no, I'm good. I'm committed to Colorado. Michigan State comes back. They come back with double his salary. He's making 2.7 at Colorado. Michigan State said, we're going to pay you 5.4, and we're also going to give you a bigger pool for your coaches to make money, and we're going to give you all the resources you need to help us get to the top of the Big Ten. For some reason, people can't understand why he left, or maybe not why he left, but how he left. The guy declined their first offer. They upped the offer, and they came in strong, and he accepted. Now, when did he know? I don't know. Uh, reportedly, he was out at a boosters meeting sharing that he was committed to Colorado. And I don't know when that second offer came in and when when they offered him double his salary. But I'm going to tell you this. OK, it seemed it was a lot of racial undertones and the conversation that I had or the things that I read online. A lot of racial undertones. Listen to my words. As a black man, when you start off 300 years behind and you get to a place where Mel Tucker was at at Colorado, having success, committed to a program, and somebody offers you double your salary, you don't you don't decline that double the salary. He has a right to better himself and his family financially. He has a right to set himself up for success in the Big Ten. That is his choice. A lot of people felt like 
It wasn't what he did. It was the way he did it. Well, listen, I don't care how he did it. The guy ended up making a decision that was best for him and his family. If you can't respect that, that says a lot about you. That don't say nothing about him. That says a lot about you. And there are certain types of people who just can't understand that. Well, not only does it say a lot about you, that says a lot about how you were raised and what you think of people that probably look like Mel Tucker. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Let's move along. The NBA All-Star Game. How fun was that, right? That was really fun. Um, First of all, I thought the teams were pretty even. I like how they got guys picking who they want on their teams. You know, Bron, AD, Ante DeCumpo, and, and you know, in his side. But I, I love the way it was structured. You know, by quarters and and you know, uh, charities being won by winning the quarters. But then you know, fourth quarter, whoever gets to 154 points wins the game or whatever. Um, I like that. That was cool. And I liked how both teams really buckled down and fought for the win. You know, at the end of the day, we just want to see good on good, best on best. I think that's all we want to see in every sport, whether it be football, basketball, baseball, good on good playing to win with something at stake is, is like, you know, can't miss television. And the NBA got it right kudos to them and hopefully other leagues can figure out how to get it right I know the 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 MLB all-star game is usually pretty good the Pro Bowl is usually pretty bad they got to figure out how to get that thing right but I sure I enjoyed LeBron taking that half court three to try to end it I enjoyed Kyle Lowry taking charges on James Harden to get the ball get the possession back Um, I enjoyed even Anthony Davis at the free throw line to win it with a free throw. I enjoyed that. There was a lot of pressure there. And he missed the first one. And if you know Anthony Davis, I'm here in Southern California, you know Anthony Davis, he didn't miss a ton of free throws. But he kind of bricked the first one long. But he came back calmly, hit the second one, game over. I can appreciate that. I actually won a game like that in triple overtime at the Gardena tournament back when I was about 11, 12 years old. I hit a free throw to win it. Game was over. It was first team to score wins in triple overtime. I got to the line. I missed the first one. And then I sunk the second one. Game was over, and we won the Gardena tournament, which my oldest brother never could do. Another feather in my cap. But it was all good, man. I enjoyed that. Uh, the best on best competing, guys going hard, guys going at each other. The block of Antetokounmpo against LeBron um, on the glass was 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 beautiful. Um it just was it was good to see those guys playing hard and getting after each other. So kudos again to the NBA. They got it right. Hopefully the other leagues uh, can get it right as well. Um, moving along, last hot take. I'm really enjoying the hiring of, of the inner city coaches, not necessarily black, but the inner city coaches to the college level. Here's why. I was once upon a time one of those coaches, and I had a dream of coaching at the college level. Interviewed for a college job, didn't get it. Um, Had a great shot, probably should have got it, but didn't get it. And watching these young guys get an opportunity to go out and coach and go recruit, 
I think it's fantastic. I think it's fantastic for the game. I think it's fantastic for the universities. I think it's fantastic for the players. I mean, think about it like this. I remember back in, in 06, I was out in Florida coaching with, you know, Chris Carter and and uh, Bobby Williams. And I remember me and Bobby, he's at University of Oregon now. Is a, I don't know, he's doing, you know, some off-the-field stuff, I think. But Bobby was a longtime Nick Saban assistant. He was the head coach at Michigan State. And I remember me and Bobby were in the car together, and he said to me, you know, Keith, I don't know why nobody's picked you up yet. And you know what I was thinking to myself at that time? Yeah, I don't know why either. But it wasn't in the cards for me, and I'm okay with that. But I'm also okay with these young inner city coaches getting a chance to recruit and coach at the college level. I think they're going to pay big-time dividends. You talk about, you know, Hawkins um, at Arizona State, now Fletcher over there as well. They're going to get do a nice job recruiting, relating, and building relationships with these high school kids. Um, you talk about guys like Brennan Marion, Rod Chance, Brennan at Hawaii, Rod Chance at Oregon, getting an opportunity to come in and show that they can recruit and they can coach on a high level, which opens up more opportunities for themselves and people that look like them down the road. I think it's awesome. The hiring of these inner city coaches to the college level, whether it be player personnel guys, analyst guys, or position coach guys. What I would like to see next is those guys having success and moving up the coaching uh, stratifi- stratification. Come in as an analyst, get to a position coach. Come in as a, get to come in as a position coach, get to be a coordinator. Come in as a coordinator, get to be a head coach. As long as those guys continue to do well, recruit well, perform well, I think they'll get those opportunities. And I think you know, equality is important. If if there's not equality for all, then we are steadily failing. The coaches the, and the country. Let's just be honest. The country. If it's not equality for all. Now, if these young inner city coaches are doing a quality job and performing to to their, their, their standard, to the job standard, and going above and beyond that, then they deserve to be promoted. And I think that opens up other opportunities. And I think that's a great thing. So... Um, hiring of any city coaches, I think, is, is it's awesome. Give these guys a chance. Let them show what they can do. And I'm sure it's going to pay dividends for these colleges. NBA All-Star Game, they got it right. And it was exciting and fun to watch the best-on-best best competition. And Mel Tucker, go do your thing. They doubled your pay. Now double their fun. I'll see you at the top of the Big Ten, Mel. Anyway, that does it for today's show. I appreciate you for joining me for about 15 minutes on the Transparent Truth. Tap in Friday. We got a big-time offensive line prospect that's talking big-time recruiting. SEC Pac-12. We're talking about Jackson McBride out of Queen Creek, Arizona. Five-star Friday show. Tap in on Friday. Rock with me. Roll with me. It's your boy, Coach Keith. It's the Transparent Truth. Nobody does it better than the number one high school show in America. Without further ado, there's a new sheriff in town. And his name's Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool.